Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Magic Mike. Now, today we have Jolie Downs. Welcome to the show, Jolie. Thank you, Mike. I'm so excited to be here. Jolie, you're the host of Fresh Blood Killing It After 40. Tell us more about your show. Sure. Yeah, you know, my podcast, like you said, Fresh Blood, Killing It After 40, it's where we talk with people over the age of 40 who are thriving in life. We're talking about what it takes to have continued success through life. Really, my inspiration came from being a recruiter. I've been a recruiter for over 20 years now, and I've seen how often companies will let go of senior level talent and they'll bring in more cost-effective junior talent. And it's the it's the time for fresh blood, if you will. You know, that's what they say. And fresh blood in a company's terms always means young blood. So definitely not someone with 20 plus years of experience. (laughs) And I found this tactic frustrating through the years as I was just recruiting, but even more so as I myself got closer to that 20 years of experience, it completely baffled me. I was, you know, as the more experience I had, the better I was. And I would absolutely rather hire myself now than 10 years ago. And then you couple that with the fact that anytime there's a big change, downturn, new CEO, company acquisition, layoffs, it's the over 40 employee population that seems to just struggle quite a bit more. Mm -hmm. It's the nature of the corporate structure. The higher up the ladder you climb, the less opportunity there is and the more competition you have. So sometimes people keep climbing the ladder and they're successful climbing that ladder. Sometimes they jump completely off and they do something else. And I've just seen how much we can grow and learn from other people's stories. So I had been planning to write this book, Fresh Blood, about people over the age of 40 who are thriving in life or killing it, if you will, and what they've done to get there. I mean, how have they dealt with their struggles in life? Mm -hmm. What have they learned from their failures and from their triumphs? And what does it take to have and live that fulfilling, successful life? Um, I've seen, I'm sure you've seen, we have endless Mm -hmm. 30 under 30s and 40 under 40 lists. And I just feel Mm -hmm. that our culture celebrates youth to the point of almost somewhat dampening the collective older spirit, if you will. And so Fresh Blood celebrates that amazing, the amazing lives that we are living and creating in the second half of our lives, bringing attention to the people over 40 who are currently crushing it with their creativity, productivity, and personal impact. And each episode of Fresh Blood celebrates the story of one person who is essentially proving that you know new blood doesn't necessarily equal young blood. So this is the book that I have been wanting to write. And when I realized, you know, when the pandemic hit, and I was like, I should write this book, uh, I realized the level of interviews. And I thought, well, let's turn this into a podcast, okay. get the interviews out there, and then turn the content into blog and newsletters and a book. Go from there. Nice, nice. It's like an idea that was born and converted into a podcast. Exactly. That's beautiful. So, Julie. I'd just like to check, how did you actually start off your podcast in terms of what microphone did you use at first? Like a normal earpiece or what What microphone do you start off with? So I'm going to be honest. So I'm using a, a Blue Yeti and mm-hmm. I love it. And And I'm going to be honest, I actually knew very little about the podcasting field before I started this. Um, not very tech savvy, never listened to a podcast before. 
I started my own. <laughs> so I did a lot of research. <laughs> I'm really good at research. And this was the microphone I chose for, for, mm -hmm. for best and ease of use. I'm really big on ease of use. Mm -hmm. So the Blue Yeti was like, is still your current go-to setup. Yes. Plug yeah. it straight in. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. And I also Perfect. have one of those uh, pop filters that pop I use. Filters. Yeah. And I mean, you mentioned before this, like when we were having a conversation um, earlier, you, you mentioned that, you know, you learn everything from the scratch. Even even you just said that you learn everything from the scratch. Yeah. How was that experience? Like, you know, what what took you through? Uh, maybe take us through that journey. Like you Google searched it and what are the apps you found? Oh, I found, you know, I found quite a few. And I, and so I, I, I read as much as I could and then and then I decided to there's a lot of programs going around because you know especially in that early pandemic time people were throwing out those online programs right and mm -hmm. left and so I looked at a few of those and I ended up going with Wit and Wire which was really simple podcast program super easy to follow um, nice little step by step. So I did that. Um, then did my research, and I went with Buzzsprout to mm -mm. the hosting company. And and really, each step of the way was just doing a lot of reading and 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 um, looking at the pluses and minuses and figuring out what appealed to my personalities and pros and mm -mm. cons the best, if you will. And right now, how do you take on the editing process? So once you've done. This the editing process was the um, the big one for me, and and mm -hmm. I started off trying to edit my own podcast, and I started with Audacity, and I'm not gonna lie, I struggled quite a bit. I learned how to do, you know, moving it around. I can set up, I could set up the intro, outro, and the music, mm -hmm. but when it came to like the editing, editing part, you know, trying to remove that, that I just. I can't tell you how many times I just messed that up and I spent hours and hours. So finally I hired Fiverr. I went to Fiverr and I hired right, someone right. to do it for me. And that was how the first episodes all came out. And I slowly was teaching myself and then the script came out and I uh, love the script that changed everything for me. So, right. you know, again, an easy, you know, someone who's not tech savvy wants something nice and easy to script fit my bill. Um, and not only that, it also transcribed all of my episodes for me, which exactly. I was looking into and I was looking into different services for that. And I was going to pay an extra service for that. So I was like, perfect. This simplified my editing. I can do all my editing myself. Now I'm completely self-sufficient. Mm -hmm. and i got my my transcribes my transcripts that, that's an all-in-one app to be honest this trip i use that for transcribing and i edit using the transcribe actually like you know if i want to remove some words yes i it's it's very easy it's mm -hmm. super easy mm -hmm. um so you do you use audacity to record with guests or what, what application do you no. use I use Zencaster for recording uh, of my podcast. And again, that's also very easy. I've had a few little snags. I think I've done about 35 recordings so far. And mm -hmm. so just a few little snags have come up. And each time I've had a little snag, the customer service was immediately responsive, excellent, mm -hmm. and resolved the issue. So really, I never had an actual snag, I guess. <laughs> just proceed. I, I, I believe they just recently raised 4.6 million. Um, oh, yeah. And they just released their audio and video platform, actually. Yes. Mm -hmm. Which so has been do, you, do you plan to take it on the video route or do you just plan to do it on the audio? I do plan on taking it to the video route. I, I am streaming on 
all of the streaming services except for YouTube right now. And mm -hmm. I would like to start the video process. In fact, when Zencaster switched to video, I mm -hmm. asked my guests, I was just starting, hey, you know, I'm only on audio, but if you want to jump on video, we can record. And what's interesting is um, so far, more of them have not wanted to record on video. So oh, wow. I found okay. that kind of interesting when they were given the option, you know, um, but so, I, I do plan on taking it in that direction eventually. Interesting. So Zen, it's like, because I see a lot of apps coming out, like 2021 is the year where I think apps are going to make podcasting easier. And Zencaster is like an example. Like Squadcast is another. Riverside.fm is another. You know, Zoom is also another. Like Descript, all these apps which are coming out, I, I think these are going to just make podcasting much, much, much more easier. Yes, it's exciting. It is. And another app in that line is actually uh, Clubhouse. Mm -hmm. Have you yeah. used Clubhouse? So I've been using Clubhouse and I have not used it for my podcast, though I am ex I am mm. planning on doing so. I'm trying, I'm doing my own little research to figure out the most successful way to do my first room, if you will. Mm -mm -mm -mm. But I would like to use it and bring together a number of podcast guests that I've had and do a room with them talking about, you know, living your most successful life and uh, like a round, like a round table then. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. I mean, I saw an article earlier this year that, um, you know, Clubhouse is actually going to kill podcasting. Interesting. And, and, and I, I disagree. I disagree. I, I disagree. Too. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's going to help us podcasting to be honest. Yeah. And I see Fi Fireside, an app, which is going to launch later this year. That is catered to podcasting where you know you have the ability to record and there's extra features in it. So and how is it gonna be different? Um the ability to record actually. That's one of the key oh, things. Okay. So it's like I a clubhouse that you can record. Gotcha. Exactly. Gotcha. So I think if you record using Clubhouse, I believe you have to do like a, you know, like a, maybe if you have a roadcaster pro, mm -hmm. you can record directly to the mixer or something like that. But Right now, the ability to record is not there with Clubhouse. That's yeah. like, and and also the features are only available on iOS, so yeah. it's not available on Android or Windows or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, maybe later this year. I hope you know Clubhouse does that. It it may actually gather more audience in that yeah. sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Jolie, um, how do you actually promote the podcast? You know what what steps do you take to reach out to your audiences? So this is going to actually combine a little bit because, you know, I, as I don't do much to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I had, I had detached myself from any outcome with this podcast because my purpose was to gather these stories so that I could write a book mm -hmm. and that would help others and bring inspiration, hope, motivation to, to moving forward in life, you know, whatever that may look like for you, regardless of your age. So I started this podcast just in hopes of helping others. And what I found is that it's been absolutely transformative for me. I, I can't, I can't even describe it to be honest with you. I, I, how much I've grown personally, how much my mind's expanded, how much more understanding of life I've developed since starting this podcast. Mm. Uh, these people's stories are impacting my life in the mm. most positive of ways. And recognizing that impact is making me want to share this podcast with so many more people. I mean, so far, all I've been, all I've done is posted on my own personal social media, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. It's only been personal. I have not taken... Mm -hmm 
the extra steps. And, uh, and I've gained, you know, my small following from that, but it's, that's, that's the next step is to reach more people, how to grow that audience. And my struggle has been, I have my own recruiting firm um, that is just jumping hot, right now, right, right, right. which is a wonderful, wonderful news. Um, and two teenage boys. Um, so I haven't been able to put that focus in the social media and other very simple ways for exposing my podcast. So I actually recently brought on an intern to help me with that. Nice. So it's like you're having a, a mini team in that sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the challenges you face as a podcaster, I mean, you just mentioned that, you know, like you facing your, uh, fulfilling your day job, like that may actually be affecting the podcast. Are there any challenges do you face as a podcaster? Honestly, my biggest challenge, my kids, <laughs> my dog. Because <laughs> they're home. They're stuck at home all year right. long. Right, right, right. <laughs> the noise has been a very big challenge. <laughs> so, I mean, I bought one of those, um, those, those stands. It's a, like one of those moiki stands that mm -hmm. noise, you know, that goes around the microphone to help with that. And mm -hmm. I get very strict warnings, um, <laughs> but you know that only goes so far. So that's been one of my bigger challenges. <laughs> In, in terms of applications wise, yeah. you know, in terms of like, you know, podcasting with a guest or, you know, um, maybe this app is actually, you know, it, it doesn't help or editing is, is a challenge. A anything in that line which you think it's a challenge? You know, the editing was, for me, that was my biggest challenge. Editing was the big beast for me to overcome. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. and I, I mean, that's why the script completely changed it for me. I, I, honest to God, I, I was on a high for like two weeks after I edited my first podcast <laughs> all by myself. I, like, I just kept telling you, I edited it all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first podcast I edited because I've, I've done over a thousand shows, a uh, thousand episodes. That's amazing. Um, with, and with I saw you said everywhere. Did you say like on a on a rice paddy boat or something? Like yeah, yeah, exactly. So I've recorded I on a plane. <laughs> I've recorded on a paddy field in front of a paddy field. It's it's amazing experience. So I remember my first 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 episode. I used Audacity. I was, I was trying to figure out which is the normalized compressor and do I need yeah, to yeah. fiddle with it. You know, it's like I still remember that experience. And now now I use Audition. It's a bit more um uh, easier to use. So mm -hmm. you know that journey when I look back at it, it's it's that's when I did it. And that two week high, <laughs> I was that two it was two week yeah. high for me as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it a great feeling. So good. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. yeah. So Julie, you know, thanks for coming on the show. As a final question, I ask all the guests this question. What did you have for breakfast this morning, Julie? Oh, my breakfast. I had an Alka-Geyser. What's that? <laughs> it's a green smoothie. It's, um, it's ah. basically had, what did I have today? I had like spinach, chard, avocado, celery, cucumber, it's peas, like strawberry, mango. <laughs> it's like a healthy um, uh, intermittent well, fasting thing. No. Yeah, it's it's like a healthy smoothie to start to start my day. So basically, right, right, right. Green, getting a bunch of greens and and fruit, and uh, guilt free for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. It's like because okay, back in Singapore, you know, we when we have breakfast, um, you know, there's like the roti pratas. They, it's like the oily dough, uh -huh. and then they have like nasi lemak. So this morning I had like nasi lemak, 
which uh-huh. is the coconut rice. Oh, nice. And the, it's, it's, it's not green. It's not healthy. Right, so. but it sounds tasty. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> well, Jolie, thank you on, thank you for coming on the show. You know, really appreciate the time. We had a great insightful conversation and I hope you had fun and oh, I'm sure I the did. listeners will. Thank you so much for having me. I loved it. <laughs>